You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You forgot your gutting pass. Hey, hot stuff. What's going on? Kevin Goatee here, gutting the sacred cow. Well, another childhood film is about to fall. The blockbuster mentality boys have returned... And they want to do Batman 1989. That's right. The reason all these superhero films are here is now in the crosshairs of those two gutters. Before we get to it, make sure you go to guttingthesacredcow.com to get some cool merch. Make sure you go to guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com to advertise. And why not go visit us on the Metaverse at the Joke Comedy Club and give us a whirl. Oh, and tell your friends about us. That really does help. And the five-star rating, two or three sentence review, never misses. And without further delay, let's see if the blockbuster mentality boys can really go out there and take down Batman 1989. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. Rock stars have kidnapped my son. Kevin Israel named that film. No idea. Ben and Dave join us from Blockbuster Mentality. Boys, do you have any idea what quote that film is from? Um, is it Detroit Rock City? I like where your head is, but it's not that. Okay. Spinal Tap. No, I like where your head is. Fine, not that either. <laughs> answer is Airheads? almost no. I wish that's been on cable nonstop, and boy, do I get sucked in. The answer is almost famous. I thought that was a, a uh, relative easy one. Man, no, no, I haven't. Seen Francis McDormand. I haven't seen that. Movie. that? Yeah, Rock, Rock, Detroit Rock City, good one because I, I saw that too. It's very similar because I know Kiss Shanghai's. Uh, yeah. What's his face? And I think that was the last time we all saw Edward Furlong, except for his AA counselor. <laughs> Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel are back with the Blockbuster Mentality Boys, Ben and Dave. Fellas, what's going on? How you been? Terrific. Thanks so much for having us back on. Looking forward to uh, this, this chat we're going to have. Yeah. It's going to be on one of the best podcasts out there. Well, great. you look love at her. Uh, if you love sucking her ass, that won't you help you get 
<laughs> the gutting. If you love sucking our assholes, you come to the right place because that's exactly how to do <laughs> I'm, it. I'm ready to bury my head. Yeah. It is now officially a fraternity party. Anywho's, the boys of the first selection, I love their first choice. Kevin Israel fucking hated them for selecting Ghostbusters. This time, <laughs> I think an equally... Oh, what a kick to the balls of men our ages, Kevin Israel, and ladies, and that is Batman 1989. Oh, the Gen Xers are fucking furious, including one <laughs> Bill Schultz. And as Gen Xers, well, where do we stand? You'll find out. A budget at the time of $48 million. A box office haul of $411.6 million. Turn that into 2022 money. $111 million budget. Nine hundred fifty point nine million dollar haul, Kevin Israel. Ooh. Thoughts? MCU money. Mm-hmm. This is the reason the MCU is here. Yeah, yeah. I am deep. I, I would. If, if this bombed, would you think that they have the balls to go out and make Blade or Meteor Man or Shazam? Meteor Man. Right, yeah, I mean, like, we wouldn't have had uh, Batman Returns, and, and, <laughs> yeah, which in turn forever, yeah. and but all the and all those shit movies I, kept making money, a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think X Men and Spider Man, I think they still would have pulled the trigger at some point, maybe not at that soon, you know. From I don't, you know what? I have to, I I hate to do it, but I have to agree with KG. I think the studios wouldn't have seen the investment. I think they, I I think this was like the toe in the water. And, you know, and once they saw that even shitty superhero movies were making money, they were like, let's, and that's why, and, and look, they started with Blade. Blade was a shot in the dark, no pun intended, but nobody that knew was who a, Blade was. And that was, a, that was the catalyst. That's the film before X-Men that got it all going. There was no X-Men if it wasn't for Blade, that's for sure. Yep. IMDB, as we all know, is a scale 1 through 10 with decimal points. Oh, I love it. we got three guys, so we got three categories. Let's start with Ben. Ben, what do you think, and we'll start, and then everybody else can answer after that. What do you think Batman got on the old IMDB? Uh, IMDB, they are uh, b- 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 they're nostalgic. I'm going to go 7.2. Dave? I'll, I'll do the penny and say 7.3. <laughs> Kevin Israel, eight eight seven five. Oh, wow! Wow, the penny worked for you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> he won. He he won dollar you. Yep. <laughs> Let's wow. go to D- Dave. Rotten Tomatoes critic score one through one hundred percentage points. You know how it's played. What did the critics give Batman? Uh, I'll say seventy-seven. I'm gonna go to my top left, Kevin Israel. Seventy flat. 70 flat. Ben? Um, I, I, I want to say critics were a little bit more blown away by this. I'm going to go 84. 72. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that... What, 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 did, what did you two say? It's 77, I think. Yeah. Okay. Israel gets that one. Israel, for nice. you, the first one, buddy. How Good about job. the audience score for Batman? Audience score. I feel like this has got to be high. I'm going to go 89. 89. Ben? Uh, so 7.5 for IMDb. I'm going to go uh, 92. Ooh. Dave. I agree with KI, but not as much as Ben. I'll say 84. One of you has won both showcases and gets $100 out of Bob Barker's pocket. 
and then gets a kiss. And that person who gets a smooch from that son of a bitch who would slap girls in the ass with that long-ass microphone is Dave, 84% on the nose. Oh, man. Well Well done. done. Give it to me, Barker. (laughs) (laughs) And I get to play punch board. On topic and off topic. Did he ever die? Is no, he's still alive. I looked at this two nights ago. I looked okay. up him. I looked up him to see if he's alive. He's still alive. Thank God. What oh, him, him and Richard Dawson, the only two game show hosts right now going, boy, I'm so glad we were not around during me too. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been canceled after the third show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quotes. I've chosen several off the beaten path because I know you did. You, I know you guys are going to get the blatantly obvious ones. Decent people shouldn't live here. They'd be happier somewhere else. You look fine. I didn't ask. It's Japanese. <laughs> How do you know? Because I bought it in Japan. Yep. This town needs an enema. <laughs> and one of my favorites to point out when people put stuff in front of me go crap 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 <laughs> you want to get nuts come on let's get nuts and another one that just should never ever wither away and die never rub another man's rhubarb ah, <laughs> I knew I knew that was you I knew that was you all over I never rub another man's rhubarb Kevin Israel why don't you uh, take the second leg of this four legged baton race I mean, the obvious one. Have you ever danced with the devil and play it in the pale moonlight? Yeah. Moonlight. Um, and then there's the there's a quote that I love that I've 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 said and done to my friends. You are my number one guy. guy. <laughs> That's one of my arguments. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, <laughs> anymore else, Kevin? No. Yeah, I mean those are those are the, okay. the you took the rhubarb one, which I was really I know. Ruined uh, Dave, what do you Ruined. got? Uh, <laughs> uh, never hit a guy with glasses. All right, <laughs> that that actually having kids that always reminds me of Wreck It Ralph. Dave, he, there's a joke in there now uh, that reminds me of Wreck It Ralph instead of Batman. So I love Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> so go right ahead. Um, mine, uh, yeah, the pen is always mightier than the sword. You know that, uh, yeah, that's that's my line. <laughs> I had I had one other that I've had written down. Please, I'm of a mind to make some mookie. Yeah, that was beauty. That's yeah, beauty. Beauty. <laughs> some mookie. Uh, As we all know, this film. Five, five, sorry, five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. As we all know, this movie cleared the way for Michael Keaton. Do you guys want to take a guess who their number one selection was for Batman? Give you a hint. I I used to know this. I I know once I hear it, uh, it'll be like that. But yeah, what's the hint? The hint is he didn't come on until really the big, until the 90s. Um, I'll give you another hint. This is more for Kevin Israel. He's a Jersey guy. Bruce Willis? No, but good guess, fellas. Uh, I, um, I, I, I mean, I know it's not him, but I just have Nicholas Cage running through my head because he was supposed to do Tim Burton was supposed to do a, yep, a Superman yeah. movie with him. Right, but, right. Um, I, I have no clue. Ray Liotta. 
Oh, oh, oh wow. Well, this would be an easier episode if it was right there. Well, yes. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, I, I just picture him better as a joker with that laugh of his. The you know. Wait, the... wait till I get to that part. Wait, you know, you know what though? I bet if it was originally Ray Liotta, there wouldn't have been as big an out when when they announced it was Keaton. People lost their fucking minds. I know. Yeah. And, and I bet if it was Ray Liotta, it wouldn't have been. I mean, but I mean, obviously, once the movie came out, people kind of ate their words. But I bet Ray Liotta wouldn't have gotten the backlash that Michael Keaton did. Here's my I, question. I, I, I don't remember this. again. I mean, I was 12 when we both were 12. What caused more backlash? Keaton being Batman or Heath Ledger being the Joker? I mean, maybe because it's more me- recent memory, but I got to say Heath Ledger being the Joker. I lost uh, my mind. I was like, are you fucking yeah. kidding? Then he goes and turns a performance of 18 lifetimes. Yeah. So yeah. here we are. And that's why I never jump to conclude. Like, I'll have a feeling at first about a casting, but then I always go back to that and realize, okay, most studios, you know, they do it for a reason. So uh, I I always go back to that. But for me, yeah, I think Keith Ledger is the more backward. What kind of an outrage machine was there in the late 80s? I don't know. Yeah, well, that's the thing. If there was social media around back then. It yeah. would have been bonkers, but it were there were a lot of letters to their local editor newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I will say this. I said this as a kid, and I'm gonna say it as an adult. You know who would have been a great Batman? Alec Baldwin. Yes. Well, yeah. He did the he did the shadow. I know, but this is before the shadow. The shadow's yep. nineteen ninety. I yeah. said that before yeah. he would have been a monster Batman. He would have had Bruce Wayne to a fucking T. He probably oh, would have yeah. been the best he would have been the Bruce best Bruce he, Wayne. I think I he think. is Bruce Wayne. I think, he, yeah, he, Bruce Wayne-wise, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, the whole Ray Liotta thing, since this was before Goodfellas. A year before. Know, yeah, I don't know if it would have been as highly revered, uh, like you were saying, just because that hadn't come out yet. But because I'm not sure, what was he in before Goodfellas? I don't even know. Um, he was in a few. Like, God damn, I should have looked this yeah. up. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, we small stuff. Yeah, yeah, nothing big. So then, okay, so he said no because he was fearing it would be as goofy as a '60s TV show. He was also approached to play the Joker and Harvey Dent, and said no to both as well. Okay, interesting. Right. So, fun fact number two: on uh, top of a not so not inconsiderable upfront fee of six million bucks in 1989, a lot of money. Nicholson obviously t- took a cut of the film, the merchandising. Oh. And the sequel, oh. and the sequels, despite never playing the Joker or any other role in another Batman movie again. Now, good age is a stud. Yeah, <laughs> they they estimate, and this is 1989 money. I should look this up. Fifty to sixty million bucks that he did for this he got for this film. It's in 1989 money. So let's call it two and a half times two 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 and a half times. So let's just call that. You know, almost between fucking 100, uh, 125 and damn yeah. near 160, 170. Wow. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's, that's Lakers floor seats till 2179. Is he, is he still sitting on the floor? I mean, I'm sure he's propped up, but probably yes. <laughs> like um, Bernie, like we can have Bernie's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you go by inflation, I mean, is that the highest ever? Like, is. Uh... But it was spread out over multiple movies, though, right? Oh, and merchandising too. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's even better. You just keep getting checks for not mail mailbox uh. doing, doing voiceover. And there's nothing better than mailbox money. Going, oh, look at this, two thousand 
for a job I did a year and a half ago? Sweet. Number three, do you know who was originally supposed to be Vicky Vale? Give you a hint. Big. I'm going to say big. Not large, but decent size in the 80s. A little bit in the 90s and is nowhere to be found now except bouncing off the rubber room wall somewhere in a mental ward, I think. Oh. oh. Um, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. That's what I'm consumed. First thing that came to mind, but then you said the whole crazy thing. Uh, Heather, Heather Locklear. I don't know. Oh, my dick wouldn't be the same. Actually, yeah. between Kim Basinger, it still wasn't. Uh, any other guesses? What happened to it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got a guess, Dave? Peyronie's disease. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's that? Is that the where where you dick cur- where you dick exactly your dick curse quickly? That's good. It's good that we know this stuff. Uh, <laughs> you never know what'll come up, you know. Picture di- Melanie picture- Griffin. It won't not come a, up. Not a bad guess, but no, Kevin Israel. I got nothing. Sean Young. Oh. Do you know why she didn't get it? Because she do actually she did get it. But she was practicing horse riding for a scene in the movie, which, when a fall left her with a broken collarbone, ruling her out of shooting the movie, and there was no scene of Vicky Vale on a horse. Crazy. <laughs> She's um, Ace Ventura, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, what was else she was in? The Blade Kevin Costner. Yeah, that. Exactly. And Kevin Costner. Oh, she was in Stripes. Yep. Kevin, what was it Kevin Costner? Was it No Way Out? Am I thinking of that? Or Revenge? One of those yep, two? No Way Out. That's it. I know it was. She was in Wall Street? Yeah, she was in a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. At one point, I, I, Kim Basinger was the better choice. But much. Like, yeah. At one point, they were having the, the, the Joker was going to kill uh, Knox with Smilex gas and kill Vicky Vale toward the end, leaving Batman desperate for justice, but did not. Yeah, I feel like that would have been a little too dark for that par- for that point. More than fifty thousand letters of protest were sent to Warner Brothers offices. So there's your answer. Uh, wow. the, the sounding machine, sounding board for what happened, demanding that the role be that the choice be considered for Batman. Uh, okay, three more people besides Leota were considered for this. Uh, one name huge in the '80s, huge in the '90s. One name '80s, '90s, 2000s, still pretty big. One name pretty much '80s for Batman. Uh, Tom Cruise. No, but that would have been fun. Well, because you said kind of still big now. So. Yeah, no, I would have said no. I would have said megastar still now because Tom Cruise. Yeah, is Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Tom, um, Tom Cruise had to fight the Joker while standing on three apple boxes. Just want to point yeah. that out. I mean, it was Stallone or Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I was going to say Stallone, but I no. can't. I can't. I couldn't even swallow saying it. Crocodile Dundee <laughs> yeah. guy. Paul Dun. Fucking Paul Hogan. <laughs> that's not Smilex. This is Smilex. <laughs> Kevin Costner. Mm. Oh, okay. That okay. I can yeah. see that. Dennis I Quaid. I actually could see that. Yeah. Sorry. D- Dennis Quaid. Okay, yeah. I can see that too. Yeah. Charl- and, and Charlie Sheen. Oh, God. I wish they made that movie. Right. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Sheen would have been huffing Smilex gas the entire time. <laughs> oh, man. Now, right. w- want to take a guess? The two actors who were content- in contention for, for the Joker. One name really big in the – pretty big in the 80s and 90s. One name – Big until he died. I think one's. Recently, I think what, or what's that? Say that again. Died recently or pretty recently? Pretty recently. Okay. Uh, one, well, I think one's a slam dunk. I mean, I, 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 I'm holding the answer. I know, but I think one. If you thought about, it, you could go, yep. And the other one, you're like, there, you never would guess the other one. Dennis Hopper. 
That's a good guess. Wouldn't that be the fucking tits? Yeah. That's a good guess. <laughs> no, but no. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. Any other guesses? I got nothing. The obvious one I thought was Robin Williams. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Oh, that would have been so great. Cool I know. Uh, he, he wanted to be something. I think Maybe there is another Joker. Uh, or the Riddler, yeah, or some, yeah, he wanted to be some villain. I know. I, in, I don't see it before he passed. <laughs> I just, I'm not buying it. Uh, and then, and the next one, James Woods. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> oh yeah, thank, thank you for not doing that. Warner. He's Brothers. a really good actor, but I don't. Yeah, he's more like sarcasm than like. Yeah. I don't know theatric. And now it's time for those lovely audience members we love and cherish and treasure the shit out of you guys to ask a gutter. So, boys, questions from the uh, from the crowd. Ask a gutter. Ask a gutter. Ask a gutter. Ask a gutter. At Lord Snurts, Patreon member, by the way, thank you. For Batman 89, what kind of tactical genius relies on getting shot to gain an advantage for a fight? <laughs> now, I'm, I, I saw that question because I was uh, included in the tweet. I, I'm trying to think, what, how, how is it in, in an advantage? Is he talking about the beginning or? Well, I think because he like, generally plays possum. I was just exactly going to say plays <laughs> possum. That was exactly the phrase I was going to use. Yeah. I like to know, also what what also level of how does someone hide a a, a metal plate in into their coat so uh, deftly? Uh, ask Clint Eastwood in Back to the Future and oh, yeah, Back uh, to the Future. <laughs> well, me. that's what he calls himself. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and in, uh, a few yeah. dollars more. Which one was it that he did that? I don't know. Um, Good, the bad, yeah. and the ugly. Yes, that one. Yep. Okay, at Zyphos, my question is. Where does he get those wonderful toys? Which one? Batman or yeah, Bat- uh, Batman? Yeah. Batman. It's never explored. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, he gets them from uh, uh, Lucius Fox. And then that's actually at Zyphos. He also went as a follow up. He goes, it's a legit question because somebody who should put, those t- put that together because they're making things for Batman. There's no way he and Alfred are responsible for everything. Especially there's nothing. There's, there's, there's no indication that. They just appear. All, all of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even Joker's toys. You know, I'll go into is yeah, uh, uh, yeah. There's no indication of it, and yeah, uh, yeah. I think uh, off-screen Lucius Fox is the only answer. Yeah. I got to tell you, twelve-year-old Kevin never thought or cared where he got his shit from. Twelve-year-old <laughs> yeah. just yeah, cool. Me neither. Yeah, me neither. And, and I think that's that, that's getting to well, probably what we're going to get to. But I also think about the toys. It, it's funny how every everything is a every gadget or toy is basically a, a rock paper scissor, right? Like I come up with this ridiculous thing to shoot at you, and you just happen to like push something, and that's the defense. Like you would ever use that? <laughs> you wouldn't think like, oh, I need this push thing out of my hand, or I need scissors for my <laughs> my bat. Uh, vehicle or or, you know if you go back to the adam west uh batman's shark spray shark Shark repellent bat bat shark repellent confounded (laughs) confounded the batteries are dead (laughs) at almighty ray race to canis oh boy i watched batman 89 fairly recently and felt real cringy about it good choice 
Good, good oh. fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. STST podcast, the aforementioned guys who do a fan-fucking-tastic job with our artwork. If not Jack Nicholson, who plays the Joker, and don't say Jim Carrey. Oh, uh, uh, who 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 would blame? Uh, again, I'm going Dennis Hopper again. <laughs> That's a really good call. Yeah, sure is, I, huh? that time frame, like Dennis Hopper. Yeah, I'll go Dennis Hopper all the way. What about you? Got anyone, Dave? I don't, I don't know. Like casting is so tough because just like you guys say, like Keaton or Ledger, it, you really don't know. I mean, there's a lot of times I see stuff and I'm just like, eh, then you see it and it's okay. Or sometimes it's the opposite. So, I mean, does it have to be someone who's crazy? Not necessarily. It could have been yeah. like, we didn't think of Ledger as being uh, a maniac on screen, but, but, he, but he did it. So uh, that's what kind of makes these questions so difficult. This, this is this is a long-winded way for Dave to say Jim J. Bullock is a selection. I would, no. take, I would <laughs> take Jim J. Bullock. <laughs> he timely, good, t- right? t- timely reference, right? Okay. Uh, at, at Newark Night for Batman, where does Keaton rank in your best of the Batman live action? So no saying Mask of the Phantasm. Where does Batman, where does Keaton rank? And he also wants to know where does Pattinson rank? Well, I mean, that's tough With before we get into the movie. I, you know, I don't want to um, uh, give anything away. But, I, I mean, I, I loved the new Batman, Pattinson. And, uh, I mean, Christian Bale, I loved Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, all three of those. Uh, so th- those three, I would go... Uh, oh, you forgot Adam West. Eh. <laughs> I, I don't count him. Um, but if I had to count on him, he'll be dead last. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I would, I would probably go uh, Bale, Pattinson, Ben Affleck, Keaton. Wow. Okay. I'd probably go. This you guys probably hate this, but I guess I'd go Affleck, Dale, Pattinson, Keaton, Kilmer. (laughs) We forgot about him. Clooney. Oh, and Clooney. Clooney. And then Adam West. Clooney was robbed with a terrible movie. Thank you. I will defend him to the fucking debt. Clooney was a great Batman. That film was so dog shit. He gets dragged down with an anchor around his neck. That film stunk. (laughs) He was a good Batman. I got to say, Kilmer wasn't bad either. I think he was. He wasn't good either. Especially. Uh, well, the movie wasn't good. Are you going uh, off the movie? Or are you no, I, no, no, I'm, go- I'm putting him dead last in my rankings. I'm telling you right now, I think he sucked. I thought he was fucking yeah. terrible. Uh, for me, he, he fit. I don't know. Like, his stardom at that point in time was... Stardom? Like, what, The Saint got your dick hard? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Movie. Yeah, it's still hard, all right? <laughs> so, you know, whatever. All right? <laughs> oh, it wasn't that far off of Top Gun, was it? It was fucking nine years later. Yes, it uh, was. Yeah. 86 okay. to 95. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here we got old man Nicholson, uh, 14 years off of Cuckoo's Nest. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> uh, at, at Lord Snurts, back again. Uh, oh, sorry. That's another one. He goes, uh, Batman 89 was my introduction to Prince. A decade or two later, it led to awkward moments with true fans. In what way? I don't know either. I just read them. <laughs> I okay. mean, I, I had prints in my notes. The the whole print stuff yeah. is super, super cheesy. Uh, did not uh, fit this movie. Or, or did you guys Prince fans? Batman movie. Yeah, do, are you guys Prince fans? Not really. I respect the shit out of him, but... I there's, like a, there's like a couple of songs of his that I really like, but... He's like sort of like... You'll ask like certain people and they will swear he's like the greatest genius musician like ever. And I don't, maybe I just haven't heard enough of it, but I, I don't get it. 
I have exactly I mean, he, one. Wait, I'm looking at my iTunes right now. I have <laughs> one Prince song. So what does that tell you? So do I. I one. What's your one, Kevin? Let's get crazy. Purple off the Purple Rain soundtrack. Let's get crazy. That's it. Yeah, I'm not. In, your, in yours, Kevin. Seven. Oh, and the new Power Generation CD? Yeah. <laughs> I got that from BMG for a penny, 12 for a penny, if you remember those days. And uh, at Pedestrian, I guess my biggest question is, why isn't Junior Birdman a franchise yet? Junior Birdman? You know, the Birdman movie that Keaton did? That, yeah, I actually, yeah. I, I'm a, I, I think Dave might have called this overrated, but I love that movie. Um, did this I, podcast. I huh? We did this on this podcast, Birdman. Oh, yeah. oh did you? Did you guys defend it, or were you agreeing? Ambivalent. I liked it. I was going to go die in the hill in its defense, but I also was gonna, wasn't going to sink a ship. So gotcha. there would be a, a, we want we want more of. Birdman? Yes. What is the question? <laughs> he <laughs> wants to know whether it was. A, I think I think it was more of a we're make a wish. To, we're not <laughs> disrespecting your audience or anything. We're just curious. Like, <laughs> At pedestrian, you better have better questions next time you hear the yeah, fucking uh, blockbuster mentality boys on again. No, I think it was like he wants to know. Like I said, obviously joking, but he wants to know like why has it been a Birdman movie yet? Because uh, yeah, I mean yeah, where, where's the sequel? You know. I mean, he's 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 coming back as Batman in the like the Flash movie, I think. So mm-hmm. you know, come back again. You know, he's like a bat, a bird, and a, and a vulture, yeah. right? He's he's still flying at the end of Birdman. So that's true. He said, okay, "Don't get started. Don't get started. Let's not get into the." All <laughs> right. <laughs> well, actually, Kevin Israel, I think it is time to get started by letting the blockbuster mentality boys to gut gut the. the. Sacred cow. You guys are good at that. <laughs> that <was> amazing. <laughs> it sounded good on my end. It did too. It's hard on Zoom, you know, to yeah. totally sync it. You know? If there's any delay. But... <laughs> well, you can edit. That's where editing comes in. Uh, I barely edit the show, trust oh. me. I, 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 I insert the sound effects, and if somebody says something inflammatory, usually me, but then I delete that. Oh. <laughs> or, or, if, or if you cut around guests who are boring, I have to edit them out too. Anyway. Oh, God, I can't see what uh, we get out of that. Yeah, try to avoid the edits. <laughs> 25 an episode, fellas. What does that tell you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. Let's hear it. What do you got? Where do you want to start, Dave? Uh, I think maybe we start with – I'd like to start – before we even get to the movie, we start with maybe Tim Burton, who's probably the most overrated actor, as certainly – of the time that he was in uh, late eighties, early nineties. And I can't, I can't tell you how many times I go, Oh, from the spooky mind of Tim Burton. It's like, <laughs> Oh, give me a break with this guy already. And I think most people are there already are there now, but back in the, you know, I remember this time, I mean, we're, we're, a little we're certainly young but i i remember that whole thing with like the tim burton craze and his stupid hair <laughs> i think in general he just completely overrated now we did say that this movie did it did well in the box office but that does not does not make this a great movie but i think first off the first hit is on yeah. tim burton and i think his like edgy style like wow i can tilt the camera 45 degrees isn't this spooky guys kind of a thing it just <laughs> it, that didn't work for me and you could kind of feel it if it, of uh, and it's just this last thing to hand it over to you ben is this isn't very much a movie of its time it simply does not hold up i could see people liking it you know back in the day but on a rewatch there's a lot of cringe here 
Yeah, there's a. Uh, th- this is him coming off of Pee Wee's Big Adventure in '85, uh, I believe, and then Beetle you are Juice. Correct. Beetlejuice '88 was that, um, which also starred uh, Michael Keaton. So, like two very different movies together, and two very different movies to Batman. So, like <laughs> for them to green light Tim Burton on a superhero comic book film uh is baffling to me and yeah i 100 percent agree he is overrated yes i loved peewee uh peewee's big adventure me that- too yes but i was a Marge, moron Marge child sent you yeah <laughs> so great I, well, I'm, I'm still a moron child and i love it but <laughs> it, it had more to do with peewee the character i think than than you know tim tim burton himself but yeah yeah, yeah i wanted to go over to peewee's playhouse who yeah. didn't <laughs> Uh yeah, uh I don't know. I was gonna make a pedophile joke, but uh, yeah, I, oh, mine was subtle. He's not a pedophile, but uh, my mind just went there. I'm weird. Um, <laughs> on a list. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Tim Burton totally uh, overrated. Hundred percent agree with you there, Dave. Um, and I, I mean, again, it made money, so obviously. It did something right, but I think that had to do with, hey, we have a Batman movie outside of Adam West that's supposed to be dark and, like you said, like the crazy mind and spooky mind, <laughs> Tim Burton. And, uh, you know, what do we get? What do we, what do we get out of this film, Dave? We get this, like, weird mashup of absurd and dark at the same time that I think never quite really gels because where it's depicted within within this dark spooky timber and world but everything that happens inside of it is really stupid for the most part the characters that inhabit it behaves strangely in fact i'll say this the script does not really make a whole lot of sense like i don't want to do this as a nitpick but if this was a nitpick ben we could go we could do probably spend like two hours on this show just walking through all the all the the conversations that the characters have and the decisions they make a lot of it just really (laughs) doesn't follow any kind of clear logic like uh i I don't i don't want to get into the nitpicking thing but yeah, no. I think no. that it the, the whole theme is just disjointed. Like we were talking about the gags, they're dumb, they're silly. A lot of the I don't know if there's really a good action scene in this, other than some of the stuff. I think like the flying and maybe the driving. That's okay, but the fights are terrible. The henchmen are the most they like <laughs> they, they cast the ugliest bunch of losers and then stuck them in these like faux cop outfits i don't get it and we're, 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 we're saving the worst henchmen for for later i think you guys might guess who it might be but, but yeah i just think in general the tone of this movie it, that's what it is it's 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 absurd to, to an absurd level it they never this this doesn't operate in i don't think it works in as a comic in a comic book world and it certainly doesn't this world has no reality to it where i'm like okay this could work kind of a yeah thing. I mean, yeah, speaking of the action, I mean, him, well, what do you think about the, the slow float in of him? <laughs> For me, it's just like, what, 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 what is that? Like, we, we know he's supposed to be bat like and everything like that, but like this slow float in makes him just seem like a ghost or something. And because <laughs> they just didn't know what to do yet. And I think yeah. this is a beta test Batman movie. It is not a complete Batman movie. We had to wait till we got Christopher Nolan before we got a real Batman film that was something that actually worked in a plausible real world. This, yes, it made a lot of money, but it is not. It wasn't ready for. It wasn't ready to be a real Batman movie. Yeah, 
definitely agree with you there. Now the the Joker, I mean, that's the you know huge talking point of this movie, Nicholson's Joker, and everyone still you know compares and fights over Heath Ledger and, and Jack Nicholson's Joker. Um, to me, I, I think he is a very oh, oh I I don't see what the hype. All, is all about with Jack Nicholson's Joker. I love him wow. as, an, as an actor. I love him as an actor. But w- watching this again, you know, even for the show, like, uh, I just, I, I don't get it. It's uh, it's too cartoonish, especially for the dark noir, like, right. yeah. noir vibe they're going Doesn't for. Work. And they put in this cartoonish, you know, character and cartoonish bits all around not even just him as a character and then i know you know you were saying you know uh before the show just about him the 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 way he came about um his origin story like he didn't seem like he was totally off the handle he just wanted to kind of take over his boss no it was just a function of the script okay we need to get the the joker so we'll just have this thing happen where he falls into a a vat of chemical or something and now he joker now <laughs> there he is <laughs> now he joker uh yeah and then and then he just happens to have the features of a clown well yeah, yeah. that's what that's how it works yeah that's uh you know <laughs> has a smile uh this this acid or you know chemicals that's uh that's that's what they give you but yeah like you said it just says uh a plot device to just get us from point a to point b it's just like Oh, yep, well, he's the Joker now. Um, yeah, would you think this movie would be better if they just showed us the Joker instead of the Jack Napier side story? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, again, I mean, the whole uh, thing about the Joker, people have always said about the comics, is he doesn't have a true origin story, and we don't really know what he's from. And, I mean, I'm not one who's, you know, oh, it's got to be accurate to the comics. It's got to be accurate to this. I just want a good movie. Yeah, who cares um, what the... What yeah. The- well, yeah, but, but I think this movie would have served uh, itself better if we if he was more mysterious. Like, who is this guy jumping in? You know, who like what 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 is his deal? Like, what is his motivation? Whereas him, like he falls into vat of ass and now he laughs a lot, and, uh, <laughs> which is like uh, the dumbest thing. Obviously, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there is no world where you fall into a vat of anything and. You just die. I mean, that that's it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> well, and then what? Does he get, like, drained into the swamp and then his hand sticks out? Like, I, I don't know what that, what they were going for. It's uh, absurd. But I think, you know, was that more of a Frankenstein, it's a live kind of wink nod? That's what I got out of that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's alive. Oh, it's alive <laughs> and laughing. <laughs> What were you going to say, Dave? Well, it's it's. I think maybe to this movie is it's a fantastic cast doing the best they can with shitty setups, shitty scenes, and a shitty script. Honestly, and with you know Tim Burton, he's what makes what makes him what doesn't make his visuals are not what makes him overrated. Always, it's that he goes too far, and if his scripts aren't tight enough, then the movie's just done. And that was kind of the battle going on in this movie. It was you have great actors. I mean, Nicholson is acting his ass off. He is giving you the very best performance he can possibly give. And yet I'm still like, oh my God, I feel, I feel embarrassed for him at times. 
Yeah. Yeah. It seems like he's just, yeah. I mean, uh, we heard his payday earlier now. So it's like, you can understand like, Oh man, I'll just, you know, go all for it. But <laughs> yeah. I just, I just didn't buy it. You know, the whole, uh, what was the line? KI the, Hey, you got not, Hey, you guys, but uh, you're my number one. Yeah. That was just so overacting and over the top for me at that point. It was just like, what? Like, uh, I don't. I in don't... fairness, he was he was the character was supposed to be mimicking Jack Palance. Okay, he, he was okay. like doing an homage to that guy because he hated when he did that to him. That makes that okay. Okay, I I, I uh. Received. There goes our argument, Israel. We're over. <laughs> we did not gut it. All right. <laughs> you know what? So, something else is that I think Vicky Vale is a, like a, a non-entity through most of this film. And in the beginning, they, they prop her up as this like courageous, strong woman. She goes into the battle zones to take these like daring pictures, and she's here to uncover a mystery. And she meets Bruce, falls in love with him one day, and then just becomes a pawn the rest of the movie without any kind of agency or really character development. And I think, Ben, we were chatting on this earlier. The way they get together, it's all weird. Like, is Bruce like a recluse that no one knows who he is or is he really just the kind of guy like he's a he's a very famous billionaire he's holding a benefit at, a, at his house it would seem odd that they wouldn't know like who this like pretty famous celebrity guy is they don't even know yeah. what he looks like you're in his house you don't know you're you're a reporter yeah you're a reporter That's <laughs> you should have an idea and neither reporter knew uh what was it not knox was that his name yeah, yeah. robert wool character who i think yep. he, he couldn't he didn't even need to be in the movie yeah <laughs> uh being you're right i mean yeah vicky vale yeah i mean she's just kind of a, a nothing character it's just like uh gotta put a love interest in there and then yeah because she like came like from like cosmo magazine or something i think they said and, and then time she's shooting out like a battle war film. It's for all <laughs> model shots and then bang let's drop her in the middle of a fucking war and you know there's no runways or pirouettes or fucking costume changes it's it's ak-47s and mortar fire that bodies yeah. Yeah, could you could you move your elbow a little more to the left <laughs> ew it smells like gangrene in here so gross can i get a spritz <laughs> and, we, and we don't get much out of uh commissioner gordon and harvey dent they're just no, no relationship there, there. i kind of like billy d williams the, well, the, yeah. the three lines that he said yeah the, the <laughs> three total lines yeah that was that was great they kept talking about the 200 year uh anniversary of gotham but that it was, oh, we gotta get this celebration it's gonna happen if yeah. it bankrupts the city <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um but uh but yeah i mean so yeah it's just you know uh, the the joker to me is overrated uh uh my so i mean michael keaton we haven't really talked about him much what uh uh what 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 are, what are our thoughts there dave I think it's well. It was the first one, and you you never know. Like, each movie does every character very differently, um, and so maybe they're staying away from this first one. But I did kind of like the idea. He plays a very human Bruce Wayne, which I think was cool, and he he is a little bit. He does keep to himself, um, and I think it's effective. But I think it's and he does have this like pain of losing his parents. He's not a bad guy. He's 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 very busy at night doing things, and he just kind of lives a lonely slightly sad existence but he's not i did like that he's not brooding like we see with pattinson although you know he's a bit 
younger. Uh, we don't know, maybe not that much younger though. I mean, I don't know, you guys, you think how old is that is is Batman in this movie? I had this 40? conversation with my daughter in the car, who's six, who wanted it because I I let her watch I let her watch this Batman. I let her watch the like the first. 20, 30 minutes of Dark Knight and go, and then we're done. That's, you know. <laughs> yeah. She, and she's also watched the animated uh, Mask of the Phantasm. So, and she saw, I, I took her to see Spider-Man No Way Home. So I'm, I'm putting her toe in. I'm not letting her watch the Nolan shit. Yeah, that's, that's, that's later. Yeah. So she asked this very question. And I said, so I think Pattinson is in his early to mid thirties. I think Keaton is in his late to late thirties, early forties. I think Clooney is in his early, the early to mid forties and Val Kilmer stopped giving a shit about. So those are your answers. Uh, Bale, I think Bale is also like 37 to 42. And I guess I got the impression that Pattinson was maybe 30. No, no. Yeah. I felt felt like Pattinson was late twenties, 30. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, because sure. an Affleck is like mid forties to definitely. Pan. Yeah. 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 He, Pat, he's Pat beating. He, he he beats ass in that movie like fucking Arkham Asylum, PlayStation Four. So if he's forty five, <laughs> dude, that's amazing. He is yoked the fuck out of some kind of you know crystal meth. Oh yeah, uh, that's why he's my favorite Batman. I, I think yeah. he does a good 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 Bruce Wayne as well. I know but, you uh, want to stick on nitpicks, Dave, but one nitpick I do have is when. Uh, towards the beginning, right before uh, he falls in the acid, uh, or I think it's right after he falls in the acid or chemicals, whatever you want to call it. Um, he, Batman does the whole smoke thing to disappear and it's clear as day where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Commissioner Gordon go, and you right see there. Batman go up. It's like, what was the smoke for? Like, what, and he's like looking around. Yeah, and I love the suit because he can't move his go? neck. Yeah, the yeah. Gra- see the- you. We we see you crawling away, Batman. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I think him aiming the grappling hook up is a dead giveaway, guy. There's no no way to smoke pellet on that. When you leave the Joker in the museum, I'm with you because yeah. you can't see the direction. But then, well, whatever. Go ahead, boys. Sorry. No, speaking of that, yeah, the whole museum and the parade, the cheesy 80s Prince music, oh, uh, him dancing through the museum and just, you know, it's just so cheesy to me. It's just so uh, unnecessary. And They're all dancing. You got to bring in the guy because we need, okay, in Burton's mind, right? Okay, we need a scene. This will be really good. Uh, we need Nicholson to sing and and do a big do do some singing and like a choreographed dance routine with the other henchmen. I think this really will, 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 <laughs> will, will capitalize my like dark spooky theme. Um, adults will really love this guy, so let's do that. Uh, and we okay. Well, how do we get like? But if they're gonna dance, they have to dance to something. Ah, we'll have a guy bring in a boombox and we'll push play and. Was That'll the 80s. be our way of getting the music in. Boombox guy almost kills the movie, basically. Right. Yeah. This, this entire scene is so bad. I get this, like, my skin crawls and I become embarrassed for what I'm watching. I, I feel uncomfortable. Like, I have to turn the TV off because it's so freaking bad. You have Chi- Jack Nicholson, Chinatown, uh, Cuckoo's <laughs> Nest, Five Easy Pieces. This is so, Chinatown. Easy Rider. <laughs> You know? well, at the end, where they go, forget it, Jack. It's Chinatown. This is what they're talking about. You yeah. have to go and you have to do this scene. This is fucking Chinatown. <laughs> this is Chinatown, and yeah. So I mean, 
And and one thing I do do want to bring up is that, you know, I know we all grew up on this film and, um, you know, it might be our favorite film. There's movies I, I love that are my favorite that I know are bad movies. So you growing up on a film does not equal good movie. And also to the uh, comics uh, perspective, I, I don't... Uh, I'm not like a comics expert or anything, so I don't know if this one is faithful. To, I don't think it is just because Joker has an origin story, but something being faithful to the comics does not equal good movie. Um, 100%. And something being not faithful to the comics doesn't equal bad movie. Uh, so I d- d- wanted to bring that out too. Um, I think it's a great point. I mean, this mm-hmm. we have to let go of our nostalgia sometimes and look at it dispassionately. You know what? This movie was made for the 10-year-old you. This movie is not for the 30 to 40-year-old you. It's just not. This was a movie for kids in 1989. This is not a movie for adults in 2022. Sorry to say. Someone just told everyone in this podcast that Santa Claus doesn't exist. He does not. Israel's just shaking his head. He's 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 like it's like playing Street Fighter Two. He has the stars around his head. You can just finish him off with a ready, four, with a four kick pass. combo. He is dazed over there. By the way, also worst Alfred, I think by a mile, right? I'm sorry. What was that? And so, in, in fairness, this this Alfred harken back to the the you know the TV show Alfred. It was only later and i think in the comics and then adopted in the movies where alfred became like he was once a mercenary and yeah. he was a badass who was actually helping is bruce that, wayne dark be that a vigilante yeah. is that more recent that alfred was like that i i i yeah. think so. i think once like you know because when you're writing something for so long fan they were something like the fans like alfred we should probably do something with it. No, let's have him right, do yeah. something other than serve tea and get water right. for people and like a, just literally be the butler for the benefit dinner. They right. did. They gave him cancer and Batman and Robin, and he miraculously worked his way out of it, if you remember that plot point. <laughs> yes, uh, thanks to Mr. Freeze uh, right. giving the uh, antidote. Well, or he was just, or or he, I don't know if it was cancer, or he was dying from embarrassment. At least Silverstone couldn't fit in her Batgirl costume because she's a bit hefty. <laughs> but well, that's, interesting, that's interesting point from Ki because now we're at the point where you get Andy Circus where he looks like Alfred's like an ex-con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alfred was in Peaky Blinders, guys. Did you miss that? Well, who is who, whose favorite Alfred? Go around the room in the movies. I gotta think. I, I, mine's, uh, I, I gotta go Michael Caine. I mean, I, I mean, no, yeah. he wasn't like teacher, but he was, that was the best relationship between, uh, Bruce Wayne and, and Alfred was Michael Caine and, and, uh, Christian Bale. And I, I feel love- like he was a good combination. He was a good combination of the two. Yeah. Like he was, he felt like he might have actually been a butler, but he also told some stories and it was like, oh, this guy has a backstory. This guy's seen some shit. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Y- you but- know, I'm gonna get shit for this. I like the 60s butler because he was so rigid and the perfect straight man to such campy horse shit. He was in on the joke and goes, right away, sir, the bat phone. Like he was just selling the shit out of that nonsense. And I admire him for that. Yeah. Nice. I really like Jeremy Irons. I thought he was pretty good. good. Uh, I forgot about him. Jesus Christ, Affleck. Yeah. He he kind of has like, he seems more of like a. He like he's doing things all the time, like yeah. he's working on stuff. And I don't. He does serve tea. I think a couple. He times. was a little further into the I'm a badass and, yeah. and 
and farther away from I'm a butler. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I'm a badass who happens I, to do some butler stuff. Yeah, exactly. I never <laughs> yeah. I'll, go, yeah. I'll go kill people, but then I'll like, you know, dust your blinds. Yeah, you know? I know how to press a suit. I never watched the <laughs> Gotham show, but I, I guess that Alfred was like teaching Bruce Wayne like how to fight and stuff. Yeah, he yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, it, it's yeah. We're only one more uh, film iteration away where uh, Alfred is played by Vinnie Jones, and, is, and they both go out and curb stomp people. <laughs> I'd be okay with Damn the Vinnie Jones Alfred Damn actually. Way. I would too. You need you would need fucking subtitles because that motherfucker is impossible to understand. <laughs> but I would I would appreciate his. Uh, you fucking uh, Batman! What you gonna do with yourself? We go get him. We to be wrecked it. Those. Oh, there goes Dave. Uh, no, no, he's 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 just his camera. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, those are our main points. I think, Dave, did you did you have more? Did we have more? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, like we said, I think we've laid out. I mean, the main points. Um, I think is. Did you mention? Uh, we we mentioned. I'm sorry, as Napier being the one who killed Bruce Wayne's parents. I mean, that that's. Yeah. We, I don't know if I mentioned that or not. No, but you, you did not. Totally un- that felt totally unnecessary. They were already enemies, and we didn't need to see that. We didn't need to like to add on like more stuff. Yeah, that and that it didn't even give him more motivation in the movie. Like it, it just was, exactly at the end, very end he said, "I'm going to kill you," but it just it felt like like they were making like I, which I kind of understand, but it, you don't have to cram everything into one movie, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that, to be fair, was, to be to be fair, they this was before, as we all said yeah. at the bit top of the podcast the beginning of the superhero boon. So yeah. they they go, we may not have another shot, so we better get all of our shit in right now. Right. Where now well, it's like, that, if, it's, if it's MCU, it's like, motherfucker, we can take 18 films to get this story out, so let's get it right. Well, and also the whole thing with, you know, them not knowing Bruce Wayne, like the audience who might not have grew up with the Adam West thing back in 89 needs to know who Bruce Wayne is, needs to know that his parents died, you know, at this place. So you got to establish all that, you know, so that, that kind of stuff I get, you know, you have to, but plot wise, it it was unnecessary. Unnecessary. Absolutely. Uh, And I felt like the, the, we'll just last, this movie isn't very long, but in a lot of spaces, it feels like it drags. I'm just waiting. I mean, particularly, even the climax of the movie, like with her up in the belfry, I'm like, all right, just like go. Like you gotta get through <laughs> right. You gotta get through like one a couple of stupid henchmen and one guy who actually finally beats up Batman. But I, I don't understand how he threw Batman down the thing and then Batman appears with his legs back up over the, the belfry and then flings him down. I'm still not sure how he got up, but we'll leave that aside. Movie magic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt like there was just moments that were a bit too slow, and I don't know if it was like that gloomy tone or something but I, uh, yeah I, I i there was parts that i felt like a drag this movie again it's a movie very much of its time the late 80s getting into the 90s if you want to watch a 90s batman movie go watch the patents in batman because that's a better 90s batman film give Ooh. us a no, give us a number one to ten that's palsy by the way rating oh one to ten ah um, I, I mean yeah so imdb what 7.5 i'd give this uh uh, it's not like it sucks, but it's way overrated and not as good as if people remember it and revere it to this day. Yeah, I, I would say 5.5. I'll give it a six. All right, fair. You don't have to hate it, you just find it overrated. 
And now to our resident comic book expert, I bow to my co-host, Kevin Israel. Line them up, baby. I actually didn't know you were, so I'm, I'm glad one of us is. I am, well, I mean, I, I, was a, I was a comic book guy in my youth, and I oh, wasn't yeah. a huge Batman guy. Yeah. Um, what was your comic? That, what, Wolverine. I was, a, I was like on the Wolverine train back in the 80s. Nice. Um, but one of my buddies was a big Batman fan, and so... And when I was right when this movie came out, and I remember them talking about Batman, and it was it, this was what happened to everybody that was witnessed the marketing strategy behind this movie, because everybody was like, "Oh, like that, but like that Burt Ward, Burt whatever his name was, yeah, you're right." Um, uh, TV show was ridiculous, and then so we saw that, or you saw the cartoons and him with like Scooby Doo, like Batman. If you didn't read the comic <laughs> books. You really, you really had like three sources of Batman. You forgot the, of the, you know, the Justice League cartoon too, right? The right, the, the cartoon, all justice, Scooby- all justice, yeah. Scooby Doo's and then the Batman TV show from the seventies, and so Batman was always kind of a campy, humorous character. So when they when the, they started the the advertising campaign for this movie, it was dark. And it looked gritty, you know those two words that we that are bum- we're bombarded with now. And everybody's like, "What the fuck is this? Like, this is not Batman." But all the co- kids who read comic books were like, "That is Batman. That's the Batman we know and we've been reading about for fucking years." So when the movie when the movie came out, it really changed the way people saw Batman. And it's funny because when I was watching it, um, I just watched it today. It, I was like, "Wow, there were so many people that for the first time found out how like." That Batman's parents were killed. Now it's almost a meme. Now Batman's parents being killed is like it's a punchline. Like we know, all right, his fucking parents. It's like Uncle Ben. Like oh my god, all right, he dies. Like let's get past that. <laughs> and so, but like in '89, we went and saw that. We're like, oh shit! Like his parents were killed. Like that was like it was like deep. It was like wow. Like that's how. Like the only other superhero most people knew was Superman, who came from space and was like the perfect guy. And this guy wears a black suit and he's pays bitter because his parents were killed. Like it's a whole different kind of was a kind of different kind of mindset. And to that point, this movie really acted and, 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 you know, you made a good point, Dave, in saying that this was like, uh, this, this was like, not, I don't know if I'd say a test case, but it was almost like an, an alpha subject for superhero movies. Yeah. But I think more than that, this was like the transition from the Burt Ward TV shows to the Batman movies we ended up getting later on. Like, you couldn't have gone from Burt Ward to Christopher Nolan. That would have, people's minds would have melted. Like, people needed to get an idea that, like, oh, Batman isn't just this guy with, you know, going down a bat pole and the bat signal spinning around and, you know, pow and bam. <laughs> and, and that's sort of what this movie did. And I almost think it was, the, the, tone was, the tone was right in that it feels cartoony at times, but it also it has a bit of, a re, a bit of realism to it. And it it's it the feeling works in this kind of like you know it's it's sort of this anachronistic time period like is it the eighties is it the forties like when is this taking place like um with the uh, what was the the doofy reporter's name Knox um, Knox at one point Knox is wearing those things around his sleeves that guys yeah, wore in the thirties <laughs> and I was like what the when is this fucking taking place could right. we see yeah. a date on a newspaper or something. Yeah, and, the, and the hat that said press, the hat that said press on the side too, like Fozzie Bear back in the yeah. Muppet Show. <laughs> That's what I was saying about the classic noir, like they were going for that, right? And and yeah. and, and so it kind of got there. 
But like, here's the thing about the movie. It's drags. It, and I, at, at the, in the beginning, I was like, oh, this movie's really tight. It doesn't. And then 15 minutes in, I was like, oof, this is, this is getting tough. And the problem is, this was a, minutes in, you know, that's a problem. Yeah. And the, because, but you know what? Like, it starts so good. It starts, it starts, and I forgot, and it, it fooled me because I was like, oh my God, I forgot that it starts with Bruce Wayne's parents being killed because I thought that was the scene and it wasn't. And it's a play on the, on your, on your memory. And that whole scene was great. Other than when he swoops down, it's like he swoops down and like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that's not, that doesn't even make sense in any like strategic s- sense of the word. But the, the movie, the movie starts to drag. And part of the reason it drags so badly is because this is ostensibly supposed to be an action movie. And the action in this movie is terrible. Like the fight scenes are horrible because Michael Keaton is wearing a 90 pound rubber suit. <laughs> that's almost impossible to move in. He can't turn his neck. He can't really pu- fully punch. And so his, 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 the fight scenes are like him, like just shoving someone in the chest and the guy flies away. Once in a while, he gets a kick. There's like one kick, or two yeah. fights where it's like, oh, he's trading blow. Oh no, he just kicked him. He's over. Like, so the, the Batman it's watching him fight is really tough. And if you, I would, I would love, and I'm sure somebody did this on YouTube to do a side by side of like one of the better fights in this movie compared to Ben Affleck's fight in the warehouse in uh in <laughs> batman vs superman because that was yep. the only good scene in the movie but that scene is fucking bananas yep. <laughs> it's yes. such a great fight scene and to see how far it came like the, and, and i mean they weren't even doing fight scenes like that back then in any action movies but the there's there's so little action in it and everything feels like it and again it might be just because it's from the 80s you know in 89 but everything feels like it wouldn't work today like i think this batmobile is one of the coolest looking batmobiles it's, you know, it's the archetype Batmobile, but watching it ride along the road when I just watched it tonight, I was like, that thing wouldn't fucking work. Like, why would you make a car like that? It's long <laughs> and heavy. It couldn't turn. The giant like, wings. It's, yeah, it's, it looks ridiculous. Like, well, no, you got the grappling hook that you can shoot to the, to the oh, bridge. Yeah. If, if there happens to be a pole, light pole right in the right <laughs> spot, you can, you can maybe corner. I bet Batman can drift like a motherfucker. So let's not sell him <laughs> short. I hope so, because that's all that thing could do is just slide to the right. Grapple drift the movie. And, that, and that's also why in the Pattinson Batman, that was, it was such a great Batmobile because it's, it's a muscle car. It's just a souped up muscle car. Yeah. And it makes sense as a, as a car that you could actually partake in a pursuit or something like that <laughs> the, the the performances in this i think i think nicholson is amazing as as joker as this joker as the joker that he was supposed to be i think he's amazing i think michael keaton is great as bruce wayne i think he's a, a great as he you feel that he's like kind of this reluctant hero who almost wants to have a normal life but he, he can't and he's just resigned himself to being this this, this superhero the real weak weakness in this movie. Here we go. And this and this, and this takes me back to uh, to our discussion about um, American Pie. The fucking romance in this. I don't give a shit about Batman and Vicky Vale. I don't yep. give a shit about her. I don't no care chemistry. about her. I don't. They didn't have any chemistry. They uh, there was you didn't make they didn't make me care about what she was doing or she was. It was just like Batman need woman blah. Oh dear, go good protect. <laughs> yes, and yeah. it, it's just it's so so bad. And every time she's in this, they have a scene together. The movie's just it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like oh, I don't I don't care. I don't care that they slept together and he he hangs upside down because he's a bat. Get it? And 
just every time they're in uh, the only time he's sorry she's the a, only time he's yeah. on the screen and it's and it's she was entered it was sort of entertaining in the in the museum and as ridiculous as that scene is at least it was like oh she's in danger he comes rescues her like i get it's kind of comes full circle but she that storyline the two of them eats up like probably 35 minutes of this movie 40 minutes of this movie this movie could have been an hour and 20 minutes if you just got rid of that horseshit storyline that we didn't need we just i feel like they were just like look well all right fine we're gonna make a batman movie but there needs to be some romance in it because the dames aren't gonna like a Batman. <laughs> like we need something we need something for the ladies you know and they like the smooching so make that happen but i gotta and know that- are we gonna try to love each other <laughs> <laughs> what fuckery yeah so this movie for me is like a model t like model t like you see a model t driving down the road and you're like wow that was a fucking accomplishment like that's amazing that they made that and then you look at the car you're in and it evolved into this like that's fantastic would i want to drive a model t fuck no would i want to own one probably not and that's how i feel about this movie it was an amazing accomplishment it has a huge historic value. It'll always mean something to me, but I'll probably never want to watch this movie again. <laughs> um, and that hurts to say. There's no rewatchability in this movie. There's no scene where I'm like, oh, you know that one scene where it's so cool, like maybe the beginning scene, but there's just, there's just not a lot there beyond the nostalgia and the significance of the movie for what it did you know, decades down the road for the, where, where we are with superhero movies now. It's, and it sucks. They're, they're, and I have to say, Kev, and I, I, I was, I've been debating whether or not to say this, but I think Batman Returns is better than this. <gasps> I know. I know. I think Batman Returns, the action is a little better. I think it's a little more entertaining. It, it felt a little faster pace. The romance, the, the romance in it makes sense. Like he kind of, there was, there was some chemistry between him and Michelle Pfeiffer. Very much. So. I think, I think it worked a little better. It's a ridiculous movie. But this movie is ridiculous and slow. So I think Batman <laughs> Returns, while, while disappointing, was possibly better than this movie. Yeah, you're like bored so for me, and then the way they pick up the action is they have Nicholson do a dance scene in the, in the museum. Right. I, yeah. I would say that the, the quotes in uh, this, you know, the original Batman have stood the test of time more than the actual movie has. Like, the quotes have... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got some writing is like... Better. The writing's all over the place. Like the quotes, it's almost like you like when you're. Um, I don't know if you guys are like Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings fans, where but where you'll you'll hear a line of dialogue that you know comes straight from the page. That's yeah. almost like what this felt like, where like they they were borrowing from like Burton or whoever was writing it got like some there was like a, yeah maybe twenty really great lines of dialogue and then the rest they didn't know how to put it, put it together. <laughs> yep. Yep. I agree. So for me, I I totally agree with Ben. This it's a it's a five five, and I'd say a good one point five of that is just nostalgia and the value of the movie. Can't rate on nostalgia in this podcast, you know that. We're, we're almost we're almost friends now because we destroyed <laughs> Ghostbusters, but agreed. No, on you're still movie. dickheads for because of Ghostbusters. Don't fucking feel good about yourself. I love you guys for doing Ghostbusters. That I'm so on side with you on that. <laughs> it's good. It I liked it. I I. I <laughs> I they even it. admitted that they liked it. Go fuck themselves. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you behind the curtain. 
It's Here's so how fun. the sausage is made. <laughs> <laughs> or in our case, how the fudge is packed. Waka, waka, waka. Waka, waka. All right, Kevin, I want you to tell these fine folks of Blockbuster Mentality just how awesome Athletic Greens is and why. Uh, athletic, athletic Greens is fantastic. It's a full nutrition drink. It kicks off the morning. It's got all your essential vitamins and minerals. And unlike most most drinks like this, it's not chalky. It's not disgusting. It's smooth. It's a great way to kick off your day. Cold glass of water. As soon as I wake up, I down it. And it's, and you know what? And it's a great substitute for my morning cup of coffee. I feel energized and I feel ready to go. What is They're it all like? uh, taste. It, believe it or not, it tastes. I don't know what it tastes like. It's it, it's cream, but it doesn't. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's hard to describe. It's so good, I don't even know. It's, it, it's, it doesn't. It's, it's, it's an artificially flavored. It's not like sweetened or anything. Like it's, it's like strawberry. It doesn't taste like banana or chocolate. It has its own distinct. It tastes taste healthy. It does. It, it tastes. It tastes healthy. I mean, it's you know, it's not like a like a glass of Coke. Like you're not like, <laughs> oh my god, like let me have nine of these. It's but it's it's good for what it is. And drinking it, you as soon as you drink it, you're not like disgusted, and you're like, oh, this I just drank something healthy. I mean, it's a, it supports mental clarity and alertness. And listen, it costs you less than three bucks a day, cheaper than coffee. Okay, that's a good deal. Hell, you're right. It is. You're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance. Has over seven thousand five-star reviews, and they are a very charitable organization. They gave over one point two million meals to kids in 2020. It's a very it's a small micro habit with big habits. You're gonna get. Um, it's vegan, it's paleo, it's keto, dairy-free, gluten-free, all that stuff. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals. Like uh, Kevin Israel says, you pour it in your water, you mix it up, boom. It's delicious, and it helps your body. It's all in one, in one mixture. The best well, part Kevin, about what, what if I What if I was interested in getting this kind of nutritional can't inter- insurance? Can't how, interrupt how can I do it? ad, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's, he's teeing up a 2-0 fastball, and here it comes. Here it comes, baby. You go to, you go to athleticgreens.com slash GTSC for gutting the sacred cow. You get a year supply, goddammit, a year supply, Dave, of vitamin D packets and five free travel packs. Athleticgreens.com slash GTSC. You get all that free stuff. It's a scoop of water, scoop in one cup of water, excuse me, every day. And bang, you're just investing in yourself. Athleticgreens.com slash GTSC. Fantastic. Is it okay that I drank beer during that uh, ad read? Um, I had whiskey during my ad read, so sure. Can you put your Athletic Greens in your beer or your whiskey? Maybe you get like counteract. Uh, sure, you can mainline it. You can mainline it for all I give a shit. As long as you go to athleticgreens.com/gtsc, boof it for all we care. Not that we advise you to do that, but boof it. Put the shot. <laughs> Notes. The trailers for this film were fucking amazing. You thought you were hyped up for Christmas. Twelve-year-old Kevin Goatee saw this and was immediately counting the days down. Not to Christmas, but to June 23rd. Ironically, my sister Jill's sixth birthday. And boy, did I push my parents to go see Batman opening day, and I couldn't because it's my sister's birthday. Uh, I work in New York City, and I've never, ever, ever seen someone push someone out of the way to take a cab. That doesn't happen. We're assholes in this town, but no one does that. I'm sorry. Not at least without gun, without a gun in your face. Hookers are not known for morals, but hitting on a 13-year-old boy with his parents in tow is pretty reprehensible in my book. At least they... I, you know what's funny now? What I, sorry, Kev. When I watch these movies now, I'm like, 
Kev's gonna point that out. Kev's gonna point that out. <laughs> the minute she was like, "Hey, baby," I was like, "Ah, oh, goatee definitely wrote that down." <laughs> At least make the blowjob motion to the dad and the pussy-looking motion to the mom, but leave the thirteen-year-old boy out of this. Yeah, leave him. Well, leave the him kid was deep. kind of a dick, though. He's like, "The dad, you even know where you're going?" He's like, it's, "I know. This is seventh. I know where I am." The dad right. didn't know where he was going. The boy knew where he was going. The dad's <laughs> yeah. clearly trying to be like, I'm the I'm the leader of this family. You're going the wrong way, asshole. The kid has a map. I would I defer to accidentally kid. leading them into the red light district. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dad, we make a right past Crack Rock Boulevard <laughs> and Coos Juice Lane is three doors down from there. <laughs> I said it before, and we've done how many Batman films in this episode, Kevin Israel? Batman Returns, Dar- all three of the, all three of the Nolans, Batman, Superman. This is our sixth Batman film. Shit, this is probably it then, right? Yeah, I, but I, yeah. no one else is going to qualify. No, oh, you, have a, you got a question? Uh, yeah, there? I got to ask the Dark Knight. How did how did that go? You need to listen because I don't want to ruin the surprise that happened. Wow. I'm not I'm not trying to hype it up for 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 marketing promoting reasons. You have to listen to that just for who, who was the guest. I, um, I forgot his name. Uh, <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. So, nice guy. Go listen. I'll check that one out. Yeah. Listen, especially for the score. I said before with six episodes of Batman films in this fine podcast, no one, no one, no one has learned to shoot Batman in the goddamn face yet. No one. We haven't, <laughs> we haven't learned that lesson. We're aiming for the chest, everything else, but the fucking face, really. Six six films. No one. Okay. I like Keaton's subtle Batman voice is much better than Braille's hockey pants by a landslide. Oh. <laughs> That'll give you. That'll give you. Why have Harvey Dent in this if we're not even teasing Two Face? <laughs> yeah. This was this was a oh you know if we go out for another date and have a dinner maybe you'll get a blowjob. Don't do this to me. Just give me. <laughs> Give me something with Two Face. Don't have fucking Harvey Two Face just go. We're gonna take down crime, and then he Billy D. Williams can't even drop a. It works every time. Line in there for Colt Forty Five. No, can't even get that. Missed yeah, oppor- missed opportunity. Tim Burton. Shame so on wait, you. Was he in Returns? No, in- no. no. Hey, there's my Facebook friend Robert Wall. Yes, I am Facebook friends with Robert Wall. He is a fantastic uh, person to talk about baseball with. So I advise you, uh, friend Robert Wall. And especially when you talk about Arliss, he loves that. If Batman, jump in, go ahead. What's up? What's crazy is that Billy D. Williams actually really works in this movie for the small bit that he was in it. Very I much so. I've seen them doing something with that character. He seemed, I don't know. It's just the way I'm shot. pretty sure they planned on it. I think they, I think they expected him to be there. It didn't yeah. make the five fun facts. He had him lined up for two and then it just, I think I have it in here later on. I may have. If I do, I'll, I'll, I'll revisit. Um, if anything, Batman reminds us that even wearing cartoonishly large eyeglasses, Kim Basinger was a fucking smoke show in the 80s. Man, what a showstopper. Yeah, good stuff. I always <laughs> laugh. I always laugh when Knox gives Alfred the Butler a buck for the champagne at the party. <laughs> He's, well, he's, he's, yeah. such a, he's such a like, lower middle class, like, oh, that's cute. He thinks he's I wonder a if uh, Kim Basinger would have been cast if Alec Baldwin would have been cast. Were they married then? I believe they were or about to be. Oh, wait, I think it might, well, wait, no, they got married because they did the getaway together. Another reboot. I think getaway's 91. Someone can look that up and clarify, but I think it's right around there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. it up right now. 
Cool. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not motivated. This is nope. one film I said before, Kevin Israel. What makes a film besides characters sometimes? The score. This score is a yeah. top 10 score of all time. Danny Elfman is right below Hans Zimmer and right, of course, below the grandfather, the godfather, excuse me, of them all, John Williams. This score, as well as Batman Returns score, is monumental in this franchise. When Elliot Goldenthal does it for three and four, it is a considerable drop off. Yep. Great, great point on the score. I, uh, that is one thing I wanted to commend this movie on was the score. And I own the score for this at, well, actually not returns, just for this. Uh, the mayor in this film uh, looks like Ed Koch. Fantastic casting. Because I thought it at was. Time, I did too. <laughs> Fantastic casting because he was mayor of New York at the time. Yep. Bruce Wayne, the gambler, throwing dice in his own house. The real gambling would be not wearing a condom for all the ladies that he beds. That <laughs> is truly the lottery ticket for all ladies, right? Getting knocked up by him. Hey, KG. Yeah, buddy. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Do you ever, like, because these are total just material you're working off of. Do you ever use these in your stand-up? No, because who's going to want to hear Batman 89 well, jokes? I mean, if, if you... <laughs> If you, you know, work it in. Yeah. No, something, say, oh, something. Wow, that's a really good joke. I'm going to use that in my stand-up. Some, the problem, though, is some things, some things are not evergreen. A lot of this stuff, I think, is some ah, things okay. do. Some comparisons I can make that, that are still topical, I think, or, or ubiquitous for certain films, I can do. But, yeah, okay. But that's a compliment. I'll take that's that, Ron. Thank you. Curious. Good question, Ben. That's a fair Thank question. You. Uh, Lieutenant Eckhart boy he sounds like he's had a pack of Marlboro Reds a fifth of gin and a divorce all before noon yeah he like he's just this blob (laughs) yeah that was another thing I wanted to mention I think the ADR in this uh, movie was terrible at least for him because you can tell he went back and re-recorded his lines because he must have been mumbling too much or something but uh, you can tell that is totally dubbed over where have you been spending your nights? <laughs> Why are all of Napier's men dressed like 1920s gangsters, like Edward yeah. G. Robinson? Yeah, see, you're going to go in there and steal the secrets <laughs> from the train. Yeah, see? Yep. Yeah, so it's no, a movie. Go back to the noir thing. Yep. Yeah. It, it, there's no, it's, it's a movie without time or reality. Here's my biggest that doesn't happen. How does Batman shooting a grappling hook into one guy's chest and he hangs from the railing? How does that grappling hook not go through his chest? <laughs> that doesn't happen. Wait, it just, wait, it just, just pierces you know, a suit jacket. That's it. Get the fuck out. You, you said it. And I, was, I didn't want to say anything, but the scene in the, in the museum where he has the double dong... <laughs> this is not Requiem for a Dream, Kevin Israel. This is Batman 1989. <laughs> However, that if you think of how that thing worked, there's no way they would have gotten out of the building with it. Because it was the thing itself was attached to the two ropes that slammed into the the wall. Right. And then he slid along it, and sooner or later he's gonna hit the wall and his thing is still attached to it. It always bothered me that like all right, I, I like I'll suspend disbelief, but that somebody had to be like, you know, this won't work, and he's like, just fuck it, just do it, just, just do it. 
That would have made the nitpick list, I think, Ben. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> if, I, oh. if I am a cop in that chemical plant during the shootout and I see green goo spewing all over the place, <laughs> I am out of there. Did they not see Emil die in RoboCop where he became the toxic Avenger after he oh, crashed okay. through that vat of chemicals? Oh, my God. Yeah. We just did that. We just did that movie with um, uh, Anders, Anders Holm. Yeah. We're doing, we're, we are taping that next week. Someone hates RoboCop. I love oh, it. Oh, man. Wait mm, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Movie's great. Uh, the plot line of the Joker falling into the vat of chemicals is complete nonsensical horseshit. <laughs> I hated that. I hate it still, and I always will hate that. That is the way. I, I, I like how the Joker... It was a. They understood there's a framework within the card, the comic book. Excuse me. He goes nuts. He's a comic. He does this. He does that. As long as he does, you know, A, B, and C in a pretty tight traveling time traveling fashion. Not time traveling, but in, in a time wise fa- fashion, I'm fine. This went from fuck you Boulevard to up your asshole lane with the he kills his parents, then he drops him in the vat, and then he becomes a Joker because the chemicals. No, stop it. That is a yeah. blatant. That is a blatant fuck you to Bob Kane. Yeah, I did not like them fucking the source material over that. Much. That is, those are egregious liberal creative uh, moves that they made. That I despise. No thank you. Uh, Ki, do you know? I forget. Did a uh, uh, Dark Knight Returns comic come out before this or after this? Not, not that it has really much to do with. I think that. Killing Joke would have been a better one to pick, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Killing no, but, uh, Dark Knight Returns, the comic. I, I, I want to say came out in the eighties, right? I think. I, yeah, I think it was late. I think. I think it was before this. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, that. Yeah. Just curious. I mean, no one can say it better than where did we go from. Go fuck yourself, court. To or what? <laughs> I forgot. I, this, this is, <laughs> rape, you know, rape your dad, Lane. Yeah. <laughs> where, where did we go? <laughs> that's uh, is that Angelina Jolie's uh, address? Okay. <laughs> Oh, that, there's no way. It's just, I mean, Dark Knight Returns comic came out in '86. Sorry, go ahead. So Dave. before, yeah, okay. but just, you're making this film, and you, I don't know what you, what the process, thought process is here, but, um, but it just makes no sense. There is no universe where this this occurs. I'm sorry, I didn't yield the floor. Just kidding. <laughs> Dave, he's still talking. Come on. <laughs> I'm fucking with it. Why the hell would Bruce Wayne sit at a long-ass table far away from Vicky Vale? Didn't he learn anything from Mystery, the pickup artist? You have to be close to each other. <laughs> Proximity. If the Joker is such a high-end, well-dressed gangster, why is he going to a back-alley abortion clinic doctor for plastic surgery? <laughs> He can do yeah, better yeah, than he yeah. can do. He can do better than Groupon. That's my point. <laughs> Some basement. <laughs> yeah. One of my biggest problems, and one of you fuckers took this from me. I'm very angry. It might have been you, Israel. Just because Michael Keaton is Batman doesn't mean he has to sleep like a bat. Yeah. He, he didn't grow up sleeping upside down. There's no need to do that as an adult. And he does that after banging Kim Basinger. I mean, Jesus Christ. He's doing everything in his power to creep her out besides saying that he loves her and then going through her purse afterwards. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? He's doing whatever the vigilante version is of method acting. Yeah. That's, that's what he's doing. <laughs> I'm a bat. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Jared Leto. Before right. Jared Leto. 
Between Joker and Boss Grissom, there is just way too much heavy breathing in this for my liking. <laughs> Webcam girls have heard less heavy breathing in this film than they have in their $1.99 per minute endeavors. <laughs> God. Another scientific question I pose to the boys. How does a Joker not electrocute himself with that joy buzzer? Science. I almost, Science, I was, yo. It's like the, the you know, you, you can buy those gag things. The person gets buzzed, but you don't, you right. know? Like, it's it's so funny. Like, all of these things, like, I've, I kind of noted down. They, they, like, tallied up to the point where I saw I'm going to. I'm going to bring, you know, it'd be like the list gets so high, that, right. <laughs> you know, sleeping and, like a bat. The, what is the buzzer? Like what the, f- wait. And how does that buzz? And there's no way, no way in hell that buzzer has enough voltage in it to crisp that guy off in 10 seconds. He's a, <laughs> he's a charred corpse in 10 seconds from the, no, there's, what does he have? A, 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 the, the goddamn flux capacitor behind him charge up to that <laughs> fucking buzzer. Stop it. Bruce Wayne is the only guy I know who likes to stand up during gunfire. He's like watching Wonder Woman cross no man's land, except he doesn't have bulletproof bracelets or the grace of a bulimic like she does. Oh, God. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the uh, Joker, the Joker has a punching bag contraption rigged up not once, but twice at the TV. So the time it took the Joker to whip this up in the old Joker lab so he could eventually destroy TVs when he saw something he didn't like. So my question, you better have at least five of these, right? Five lined up when he watches the next Amy Schumer stand-up special, right? At least five? Yeah, at at least, least, yes. (laughs) Those two news anchors look like they have massive colds, not lack of makeup. Which is it? Yeah. That, that, look, yeah. that looks like me next week when the pollen really comes out in full force as I'm jacked up on Allegra and Alivert like I am now. I'm there already. Are you? I'm getting. Oh my I god! Fe- I'm a mess. I feel. I feel the tingle already. Like that's why I started popping. Disaster. We get it. We get it a little bit earlier than you guys. And yeah, it's it, it was miserable for me this year. All the Joker's crew is ruining artwork all around the museum, except for Bob, who's taking notes of the damage that they are inflicting. Is this info going to the Joker's card catalog of mayhem? What is the point of that? I have a lot I have a lot of notes here. A lot of notes, guys. This is by far the best Batmobile. I don't give a shit what you say. Machine guns, missiles. What's better than this Batmobile? Not the one in Dark Knight. Not the one in Dark Knight Rises. Not the one in The Batman, which is a glorified fucking afterburner on a car. Big fucking deal. This is the second best vehicle in movie history next to the Millennium Falcon. I, I, don't, I think it's fucking awesome. I just okay. know that it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work, yes, but yeah, it, I like the shield aspect too, where he recloses the design up. of it. Yes, I think is beautiful. the The Batmobile chase street fight scene is fun, uh, despite Batman not getting a permission slip to pull the film from her titties at the end of fighting. That didn't. That wasn't well for this. Era. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. My question though is this: During that fight, why did he have to get out of the Batmobile to fight everyone and then get back in? The safest place is the Batmobile. Mobile, which takes gunfire <laughs> instead of not getting the fights. <laughs> I hit it. I hit Batman it. doesn't kill. Yeah, right. But he didn't have to. He could have stayed in the Batmobile and just sat there and be like, all right, I'm just going to keep driving. Look, he's not getting in the fights with guys who tried out for the Street Fighter movie. By the way, speaking of, who is the assholes doing? Oh, that's actually, I'll, I'll say that one for later. I'll take that back. 
Alfred throws the whole goddamn operation in jeopardy by inviting Vicky Vale to the Batcave. Alfred is someone who would never, ever be invited on a trip to Vegas. I promise you that. <laughs> yeah. Bruce Wayne has a custom-designed car, a custom-designed suit, and a custom-designed jet that gets shot down with one singular <laughs> bullet. Did he outsource the bat jet to the same group who designed the fire festival? Are you fucking kidding me? One shot done? Was he Ronnie from the Jersey Shore? Deep callback. We barely get to see the bat jet's capabilities. I was fucking sh- psyched to see the bat yeah. jet. Like, yes! Batmobile <laughs> check success. And then three seconds of you know of that and then he has to fly up to the moon and do yeah. the little bat signal cute and hacky as shit <laughs> the final scene in the church drags a lot um call me uh, call this german efficiency which i seem to have a lot of why would you climb up 48 flights of stairs when you can save your legs and use that cute little grappling hook you've used twice already in this film (laughs) you'd be up there in 15 to 30 seconds flat speaking of dragging while working my day job and watching this film i was playing (laughs) during the scene because (laughs) it it drugged so much (laughs) Uh, and now here you are. Even if they could do a handspring, let alone eight, like that guy did in the Belfry, I don't think I would do them right before getting into a fight because that kind of tires you out, like watching this does. So incredibly the, stupid. The Joker has a laughing bag on him. You don't hear until he falls 200 feet plus down to the ground and is not reduced to a puddle of plasma. Okay, got it. <laughs> Keaton is solid. Nicholson is good, but obviously a little over the top. But this beautiful home, as I remember it, now has a termite problem. I hated how they pissed on the source material. I hated the Joker being thrown in the vat of chemicals. And now, boys, I've never done this in this podcast. I'm going to give a Kevin Goatee one-man show. You ready? This is 45-year-old Kevin talking to 12-year-old Kevin. All right, young buck, listen up. I'm going to let you in on a few things. You haven't seen a Yankees World Series yet. But when you reach my age, you're going to see five. You're going to see the Giants win two more Super Bowls against the Patriots. Yes, that team that always finishes last in the AFC East. I know, a little hard to believe. Yes, you're even going to see the Rangers win a Stanley Cup. By the way, pussy really is delightful. And you'll hit your streak, but not until your late teens, early 20s. So we'll talk about that later. And stop, by the way, stop saying funny shit to women in front of your friends. It doesn't work out. It's going to backfire a lot more often than it does good. So quiet. So here's the deal. Batman, we saw it three times in the theater, right? Fucking loved it. All right. In a few years, they're going to make a sequel with the Penguin and Catwoman. Pretty badass, right? I know this is your favorite film for a long, long time. Remember the old Batmobile poster and the Joker poster you had hanging in your room? Remember the Batman t-shirt you had that you wore nonstop? You're going to watch this movie over and over until that VCR tape is almost disintegrated. You're going to watch it again a few years later when you're older and you'll go, you know what? There's a couple warts. Then you'll watch it again and go, okay, still amusing. Then you're going to start an amazing podcast that's tearing the world up by storm and having to sit through, sift through a bunch of shitty other movie podcasts, but people will recognize your greatness. I can't say that laughing at a dick. Okay. What's a podcast? What's a podcast, older Kevin? Hold on. Let me explain how the internet works to you, and you'll never have to watch Scrambled Porn again on Channel 95. I promise you. Now, so you watch Batman for this podcast, and you realize the same thing. 
that when you had to rewatch the Batman sequel two years ago for this podcast, it doesn't hold up as well as you remember it. <laughs> but good news, they're going to do a reboot when you're in your late 20s. And guess what? It's glorious. A reboot, another discussion for another time. We'll talk about that later. Batman is better slightly than Returns, but it shatters me to say this is not the 10 that I gave it when I remember it. It's now a 6. It, so pain, it pained me so hard to say that after all. And again, we don't judge for nostalgia, but And I knew that Kevin, when we did Batman Returns, I go, this does not bode well for 89. <laughs> I, was, I knew this was going to happen, and I was right. So we got a six, we got a five, we got two five and a halves, and Ben, what do you have? I did five and a half. I was a six. Yeah. So we have two sixes, two five and a halves. Wow, we are fucking dead nuts on each other. Yeah, the, the, be- the, the better halves of each podcast gave it a five and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't fun. need to be said, but it was. I'm glad it was. No, yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> was that uh, cathartic for you, uh, KG? To L- listen, to- the two of you oh. can have a hell of a time in the Vince Lombardi rest stop, to- tapping toes in the in the stalls, while uh, Dave and I have a fun old time at the bar chatting about horseship. Critics, five-star reviews. 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 I'm just glad I'm not the toe-tapper. Yeah. Where are you? Maybe. We'll see. Like, Go- the- like Gotham City, Batman is a little rough at times, but Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson's wonderfully weird performances and Tim Burton's unique vision for this DC universe – Mean it deserves to be remembered re- to be remembered as a classic. By the way, these are all recent reviews, so I'm not going back into the annals. What are you looking on? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes or Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, Rotten okay. Tomatoes. The theatrical release of Batman celebrates 30 years this year and holds up for being the product of its era with regards to cinematic entertainment. It is unfortunately awfully difficult to revisit Tim Burton's Batman with an impartial eye. <laughs> I know. Here comes a left-handed compliment, fellas, with an impartial eye in the wake of Christopher Nolan's genre-defining Dark Knight trilogy. How do you recommend it for fans, even for fans, who think Batman begins and ends with Nolan's trilogy? Michael Keaton makes a credible Michael Keaton makes a credible hero, and Jack Nicholson is downright manic as his nemesis. Critics, one-star reviews. You know you make me want Critics want some reviews. Critics want some reviews. And critics want some reviews. Critics want some reviews. This might have been a fresh film if someone had bothered to hire a writer capable of creating fresh, intelligent dialogue. Yep. Sounds like they're rubbing another man's rhubarb. <laughs> I don't get the appeal, to be honest. Other than its prescience as a pop culture milestone, this won't go down as one of the best superhero movies, nor is it even one of the best in the Batman cinematic canon. Hmm. Other than its prescience... I'm sorry, the one ready. I got to copy and paste it in one twice. A void of underdeveloped style and half-hearted execution. Okay, Kevin Israel, cue it up for Blowhard 101. Supposedly a superhero movie for grown-ups, this is actually a pretentious <laughs> Farago. I think this writer is a big Farago. How about you guys? Go fuck yourself. That's right. I know. I was just about to say, what the hell does Farago mean? Right. 
It means you know Fargo, actually- fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your take of Argo, fuck yourself? <laughs> I think there's maybe something to the well, the kind of the stuff we were talking about with the script and all that. You know what it just reminds? It, it made it popped into my mind of George Lucas making the the prequel trilogies, really focusing on the atmosphere and the set design and sort of how everything else worked except for the story and the dialogue and the, and the action. Yeah. Fair. And the whole movie. Yeah. Amazon five-star reviews. Amazon. 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 Five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews come for you. I like this movie. It was part of my research for my Halloween costume, and this guy put three pictures of him in costume on his review. You need to post those on Twitter. Okay. That needs to go. I on. do. Okay, I'll have to find yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was he dressed as? Batman or Joker? the Joker? He was he was the Joker. Catwoman. What do you think he was dressed as? He, he was dressed as Bob, his number one henchman. It's either Joker or Batman, so that's why I asked. All I'm right, boombox guy. Boombox. He was he was dressed as he was dressed as the mobster who took the pen in the neck. That's who he was. Well, if, he, if he's white, I hope he wasn't dressed as Billy D. Williams. Oh, that'd be great. We can only hope. Watching watching it on a Blu-ray is like watching the movie for the first time. There are all sorts of details, colors, scenes where I just did, just did not recall or pick up on those subtleties from VHS years ago, nor on the TV broadcast. It helped I watched it on a 65-inch Panasonic Plasma, and since it is a dark movie, the blacks slash contrast were nicely displayed. So this was a review. So come over to my house. I got wasn't a reviewing big TV. the movie. 65-inch plasma. Bro, are you going through foreclosure? Is that what you're trying to tell us? <laughs> you buy that in 2009? The movie is a five-star. I always thought this movie was entertaining. have seen it over ten times and would still watch it again. All right. Let's take a deep breath for this, these next two. Okay. Like Ace Ventura. The best classic bat film. Sorry, the best classic film of Batman. Well before the 1990s, when TV went itself went downhill, the movie's dark and campy, and Jack Nichols plays Imho, the best Joker other than the animated series, where it's Mark Hamill. The plot is solid for the first entry of what can call the best. Before it's ruined, and the DC curse of movies takes place. Dark and gritty, like you would expect, and all around good fun. Highly recommend this in any format. All versions and Blu-ray up conversion looks great. Plus, the digital version isn't bad all either. There were three comments. No, three commas, no periods. Yeah. I would love to see this guy. I want to pay to see this guy do the Gettysburg Address. How about you, fellas? <laughs> Speaking of which, how about the uh, animated uh, thing at the very beginning? Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Uh, I was like, yeah. that was at, like, they couldn't have figured out a way to make it actually. Right, <laughs> like it's an overhead <laughs> shot of him walking away. Like you see, yeah, just a cartoon Batman looking over the a lead, a balcony and then walking back. And it's totally like we can't make his cape do that thing. We can't do. I don't know what to do. I thought thought you're talking. I thought you're talking about the logo. How it's going in and out with the camera during the credits. I'm like, what was longer, that or the opening to fucking um, 2001: A Space Odyssey? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I love that movie, so don't. Oh, someone (laughs) just hit the old trigger. Take him off. Well, that's it. Even this will turn. No, the this will be this will be murder. (laughs) <laughs> that, that's our sacred cow. <laughs> you love that film? 
I absolutely love that film. I think it's one of the best. Well, movies. guys, as a first and last, you'll be hearing these guys. That's uh, for right, sure. See you guys. <laughs> I mean, that's. I'm okay. <laughs> He's okay. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. I'm going to a place of glory. That film, that film sucks. While Burton's first Batman film, <laughs> Batman has obvious Burton touches, odd and disturbing characters, dark tone, neo-noirish look. The film manages to be generally accessible to the mass audience. It moves at a fast, breezy pace and has an epic Hollywood feel to it with a satisfying conclusion. But in that case, it is not a bad thing. I have rewatched this entertaining flick so many times, it isn't funny. It just works. Can't say that for many of the superhero films in this new PC uninspired generation of films. Keaton captures the guarded loneliness of, Bl- of Bruce Wayne, the Bruce Wayne character, while still being convincing as a tough guy who can hold his own while donning the cape and cowl. Mr. Burton, you made the right choice. And I'd like to take this moment to say, Joel, Joel Schumacher, you made the wrong choice with Val Kilmer. Thank you. <laughs> what a strange review. I mean, he, this guy's really invested. Uh, also a shot at me because yeah. I like Val Kilmer. Uh, what did you think of the Val? Did you guys see the Val Kilmer documentary, the most recent one? The yes. Can't talk. Yes. Did not. It's. Uh, I learned that he loves turquoise necklaces and jewelry. <laughs> well, he, he needs to cover up that you know trach sco- hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what happened? I didn't even. I didn't see yeah, this. He, he can't even hole. talk, or he, or he can talk, but it's like. I I, know, I can't. I cannot wait to see him in Top Gun too. Let's just leave it at that. I don't like you because you're dangerous. Amazon. What's our reviews? Man, how many reviews do you do? We, we do. Oh, Kevin Israel, oh, we're gonna oh. we're gonna lead off with your favorite. Five stars for the movie. One star for Amazon to charge us to watch for an old three ninety nine. Especially <laughs> when I have Prime. I was an okay. I liked it better when it came out years ago. That's like saying I love this steak dinner. Best best ever. Three stars. <laughs> Batman Returns is a lot better. Yeah, Israel uh, says so as he's blowing his nose. I don't remember the last time I saw Batman Returns. Actually, like me either. I remember even. I remember the last time I saw the Kilmer one. Don't bother. Yeah, don't bother. <laughs> the next one, Buttman. Yeah, that's uh, that's the guy I want to hear from. Is, is this the guy looking for the gay porno version, or is that Ben Affleck's Tinder handle? Which one is it? God. <laughs> Next one. This one is lengthy. Oh, do I want to read all of this? Jesus Christ. Okay, I I may have to. Yeah, I'm gonna. Okay. In this movie, Batman and Bruce Wayne don't even look like they could have the same person. As another reviewer pointed out, Wayne is a rather short, unattractive guy with a personality disorder. Also, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I think he's confused with the Penguin. How about you? personality disorder also what in the world happened to robert you won't ever hear about him in the movie the joker is played by well jack nicholson is way over the top his pre-joker persona is a mean guy with a huge ego huge ego and certainly amoral but the similarity ends there he later behaves with such perversion and cruelty than the original that so much i think the movie should have been r-rated kids under the age of 16 should not be seeing the gory things he does to people for fun speaking of kids there are many pg-13 movies that is okay to show to 10 year olds if you can caution them about the occasional bad guy language or immodesty not this movie 
actually don't even think of showing it to a preteen. Not only is there a fair amount of bad language that is unnecessary, and the specter of Batman's sudden descent into a casual sexual relationship, even with a beautiful, beautiful girl, it is still embarrassing. <laughs> Oh you know, God. this review is so bad, I might need to change my opinion of the movie. Say <laughs> I love it. The original Batman might have fallen in love and kissed with a beautiful woman, but he's also a gentleman and would not have slept with her on the very first date, at least if kids might have not found out about it, and then hung from the ceiling for a bit before moving to the sofa during the night and then walked out on her for a funerary rite. Bizarre and troubling behavior, to say the least. I am very sorry I bought this DVD, even though it was dirt cheap. I'm going to be like... <laughs> I'm going to be a lot more careful about Amazon reviews from now on. If you're looking for a good movie, comic book movie, hero movie, uh, get Superman instead. It is a much better movie, especially for kids. Signed, Tony Danza. No. <laughs> this movie is craptastic. <laughs> Thank you. This movie, yeah. He's the boss. This movie is craptastic. <laughs> it is unbelievably poor acting and is completely sexist and violent. I guess that's the yeah. point since it's based on a comic book, but geez, it's funny to see how te far technology has come through and political correctness. It is an, it deserves an R rating as and could conscious I can't ever let my son watch it. The 80s sucked entirely and this movie is an example of why. Sorry to you Batman fans, but Val does a better job as does George. <laughs> Oh, come on. I mean, our rating for what? Where the, where's the bad language? used by the Church of the Latter-day Saints. Like, yeah. Hey, Ken Jennings, get off your high fucking horse. I mean, I he's, he's a Mormon. Okay. Guy, right? He's a Mormon. Like the opening of The Dark Knight, I could see someone saying, you know what? This is really kind of, a, even though we don't see like a lot of gore, that's it's kind of an R scene. I can see that. There's nothing that rises to the level of that movie in this at all it's if anything it's it really is for kids i, I don't I, I don't get it because because like the lighting was was dim uh ready people are dumb thank you yeah nice well, one the last one i never read this book <laughs> oh. I, I never read it. Oh. <laughs> Guys, if you are on the toilet for longer than 25 minutes, taking a shit while reading one star reviews is the way to spend your time. <laughs> excuse me, uh, excuse me, Ms. Librarian. Do you have uh, Batman? Where am I going to find it? Is there a Batman section? <laughs> a book on Bat Sunny? Well, go to the card catalog and look for yourself, you lazy like, piece of shit. Yeah, I wonder if anyone's ever said that about uh, like Passion <clears throat> of the Christ. I never read the book. Uh, it's long. <laughs> didn't read. Yeah. <laughs> so, someone wanted to come on our podcast and do Passion of the Christ. I go, no. That's it. Kevin Israel, did the uh, blockbuster mentality fellows come on here and gut that sacred cow again? Don't debate whether they did the first time. <laughs> I was going to I can what? say, I can say, without a shadow of a doubt, that the gentlemen were successful. In my opinion, this time, nice. I uh, will co-sign on that. I will also say again, as we were fair, this movie also hung itself a little bit on its own entrails. <laughs> it, uh, it, it, it it's fallen in guano as much it to my chagrin as twelve-year-old Kevin Goatee. And I'm sure Kevin, twelve-year-old Kevin is real chagrin. This one hurts as much as returns it for us. That was the first film that we did in this podcast. We're like. Oh shit! This is gonna smart, <laughs> and yeah. here we are. So well, it was our pleasure. 
Yeah, it was. And then again, boys, we love having you on. We enjoy our banter on Twitter. Thank you so much. Tell the folks what you're up to, where we can find you, all the good stuff. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, normal uh, stuff going on over here. We have uh, celebrity guests come on and dissect a film with us. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. Got a uh, couple of guests on the horizon. I've been lazy lately uh, in a little <laughs> bit of a rut, but uh, we're going to have some uh, big guests coming up soon. And uh, you can find us at Blockbuster Cast on Twitter, Blockbuster Mentality on Instagram. Uh, go to BlockbusterMentality.com. All uh, three of those uh, platforms, you can get updates on the show and when new episodes come out. Yes, yeah, you can. You can follow me at Dave underscore Quist, uh, but I wouldn't recommend it. You know, it's not really worth a follow. <laughs> Especially when he posts memes on his love for 2001 A Space Odyssey. I don't know if that's worth a follow <laughs> yeah, either. Exactly. <laughs> Kevin Israel, where can we find you shitting on 2001 A Space Odyssey? And being correct. Uh, KevinIsrael.com for upcoming comedy dates. The Struggle is Real is my comedy album. You can get it on iTunes and everywhere else you get downloadable shit. And more importantly, <laughs> leave us a five-star rating and a quick couple-sentence review on your podcast platform of choice. KG takes time out of his very busy week to feature our favorite reviews and we shout out some love for the love we get. And it means something to us because it means something to you. So let's just keep the good vibes going. Gutting the sacred cow at gmail.com. If you want to advertise with us or just to drop a line, we're now in the metaverse. So come check us out when you're done jerking off the VR porn and the joke <laughs> and the joke community comedy room. In the metaverse, you know it, Ben. That's how we do. KevinGoatee.com for all their shenanigans. And listen, thank you all for giving us an hour of your time. In this case, an hour and 45. Holy shit. A new and high for this podcast. Or a My wife is going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did you all a favor from I've gotten a couple lives. angry texts. Oh, you have you? Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, this is, the, the, yeah, new and high. It, it, flew, it flew by, I will say that. T tell her you'll be over soon. <laughs> we thank everybody for listening we appreciate it. blockbuster mentality fellas ben and dave thanks for hanging out with us again we love hanging you out here and uh kevin's mouthing to his wife i'll be there in a second i promise <laughs> any anytime guys we really appreciate uh you having us on and we need to have you on our show again but yeah seriously anytime you want us on again just let us know yeah, it'd be great to have you guys on to actually to talk about something we like. Yeah, we all like it. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, fellas. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.